I am that I am, without mistake, <laughs> Artemis of Sovereign Domain. Hmm. Fully integrated with Saint Germain now, hmm. after our gathering in Sedona, of all places. That's where I chose to do my integration. Hmm. <laughs> Speaking of which, what's the Machio meter showing today? How's the level of Machio in, in the room? High? Low? The Machio online. Hmm. This camera, please. Right? Been away for a while. How is the level of Machio for each and every one of you watching in online? A little bit higher than what's here with the group? Machio level. Not too bad today. Not too bad today. You're stripping it down, getting down to the clarity, down to the real message, down to you, Pete. And then Pete ceases to exist, thank God. Thank God, because the I am then exists. Sorry to pick on you, Pete, but you sit on the aisle all the time. <laughs> so let's take a deep breath, Shamber, as we begin this day, this message. Ah, good, good consciousness in the room here and watching online as well. Larry, I'm doing fine as always. How are you doing? Don't machio me here. Better. Better. That's a good answer. Better. Excuse me a minute. Better. I believe there's a party going on. I believe that Schomburg are going to celebrate, and I believe that I'm not going to stick around for burgers, really. <laughs> burgers and brats. So, dear Shambra, I'll stay a little while. So, dear Shambra, the resonance that's coming from within you, within all of you, it's so simple, so clear. What you are calling out for right now is exactly what you're getting of anything in your life. What you're calling out for in these gatherings with our Thank you. I, again, I wish one of you who had a bigger head would bring a hat once in a while. What you're calling out for in these gatherings is exactly what you're getting. It wasn't time to get Saint Germain. It was time for, well, Adamus. Adamus, the proprietary blend. Proprietary blend of Chambra, of you of dear Linda, of Andra and An, of all the Crimson Circle teachers, certainly of Kaldra. And this is what you get. <laughs> I, thank you. Thank you. So, dear Shambra, uh, thank you. Well, dear Shambra, uh, what, what's inside, which sometimes eludes the mind. The mind doesn't really understand what's down here, uh, in here. Hmm. <laughs> eludes, and, and it creates a confusion. And you called out at that deeper level, which really carries a lot more charge to it than, than this thing. You called out and said, 
I want to move forward. I want to expand. I want to get out of a stuck, macchio, heavy, uh, processing-oriented reality. I want to move forward. So when you call out, you get it. And, and you're becoming more clear now, all of you, about what you're calling for. You have to go through the exercise of writing a book. It wasn't so much about the book. It was a great opportunity for you, Master Todd, to strip away some of the, the old stuff. You, you stripped away many lifetimes of old identity, Machio, as you discovered, old truths, old cliches that just didn't apply in your life anymore. And, and you are so bold as to now share them with others. And that book will be left along the path of others who find it at the exact right time, at the right place, synchronistically, in their life. As you call forth, and this is what, what we get here, this, this blend, this message, this uh, different way of doing things, Edith, that you know some people may not resonate with. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's not better or worse. It's what you called out for. Therefore, we are that we are. Here we are. So, <laughs> outrageous. Yes. You look like some of the French women I used to go out with. Or am I just noticing a slight resemblance to the horns on their heads? Um, I don't know. But beautiful indeed. In beautiful, in you can't punch the channeler. No, that was beautiful I indeed. I with my torch. Let's let's talk about liberty. And thank you for getting dressed up. Uh, the few of you who who have, thank you for getting out of the old roles and having some fun. So, what's in my book? Hmm. Adamus Awards. <laughs> what's not in your book? Nothing. Money, money. Ah, poor you, poor you. So let's talk about liberty for a little bit while, while we're on the subject, while this is so uh, close. Uh, and I have to, before I launch into my dissertation, I have to remind you that uh, history is one of the greatest fictions of all times. Mm -hmm. Where's that laugh button I heard about? Uh -huh. I have to read the directions. This is really a low point. <laughs> Let me repeat that. <laughs> History is one of the greatest fiction tales of all times. <laughs> Not ready for prime time yet. One of the greatest uh, fictions of all times, because history uh, – well, your history, your history of your incarnations is really not, first of all, as Katumi so beautifully pointed out recently in Sedona. He was really not Pythagoras. Oh, it's the lineage, perhaps, uh, the cousin or brother of his soul, but it really wasn't Kathumi, and he wasn't Pythagoras or Balthazar or any of the others purported to be. That's linear. That's a linear progression of the spirit, and true spirit doesn't progress linearly. Hmm. There is an association, you could say, with those aspects of the soul. Cousins. 
familiarity and, and indeed some bleed through because they came from the same soul source. But as Akira pointed out to Kathumi, it's really not you. Uh, it's a wonderful thing to go from beyond just the one life concept. Uh, you're born, you sin, you die, you go to hell or uh, wherever. It's, it, it's a quantum jump to start considering incarnations, the concept of reincarnation. Remember what that was like when you first realized reincarnation, how liberating, how beautiful and how releasing because you're no longer just had one chance, you get 1400 or more chances. <laughs> if you don't get it right this time, do it next time. But in a way, as Kathumi, or as Akira pointed out, Kathumi is, was really not those incarnations. No need for him to carry that baggage with him. No reason for you to carry the baggage of your soul's incarnations with you. Uh, but yes, fond memories, feeling, the association, you go someplace, you show up in Athens or uh, Moscow and you feel a sense of recall, I had a past life here. Well, no, not really. Your soul had a past life there. You, my dear, are free. You're absolutely free. It's amazing. You don't have all that baggage to carry around. You are that you are. It could be argued, has been argued, in some of the mystery schools that the previous incarnations were rather linear up until this incarnation. But this incarnation, as Tobias pointed out, is different. It is the lifetime. It is the, it is the you are the aspect, the being, who's going to do the integration of the lifetimes. Bring the aspects of the soul back. Be the soul. Be the soul in this lifetime. No longer distant, no longer elusive, no longer hidden in some dark recess of your past. It's here, it's right now. When you call forth from your being, whether your mind understands the words or not, but when you call forth for the evolution of your soul, you get it. You get it. It may not always be what this aspect wants, what your mind expects, and sometimes I know you go into uh, oh, a sense of uh, confusion, consternation, and frustration that it's different than what you thought it was going to be, but it's exactly what you need. It's exactly what you are choosing. This is it. Where we gather together like this, where we have some laughs, which is that's a miracle in itself that spiritual beings have learned to laugh again. Funny. <laughs> But let's get back to let's get back to history. <laughs> let's get back to history. History is um, is the greatest tale because it doesn't contain all the elements. It's often uh, written uh, as what you say by the victors. It's written by the scholars. Uh, there's so much misinformation about the times of Yeshua, for instance. Uh, I. Uh, was actually chuckling at some of the Bible versus BF, BS slides that were on before, because there is so much information and people take it so literal. Don't ever do that with any of this information. First of all, it'll jump back at you. Secondly, it's about the essence, not the words. It's about the feelings, the radiance, not the specifics. When you start quoting uh, exact phrases from any of the messages, you really turn people off. 
Uh, you turned me off. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and you, um, you actually turn yourself off. Your, yourself doesn't like hearing all those uh, didactic cliches. <laughs> I guess we have a pause in the system today. <laughs> uh, oh, we're not linear. Oh, I see. Just feel free to throw that in whenever you want. The history of this. I didn't do that. The history of this country is not what is written in the books, but some of it is written in the books. But the truth of this country, America, is really not in the books. Oh, it wouldn't have gone over so well, and ultimately, it doesn't really matter. Since we're dressed for the occasion, since we're talking about liberty, and since it is your uh, sacred weekend. Oh, and, and Americans treat it so sacredly. Okay. And now we're going to take this away. Don't give it to him. Jeez. The fox watching the hen house. Uh, no. Let's take a look, a quick, brief look at the history. Europe was in turmoil back in, well, for as long as I can remember, but uh, Europe was in particularly turmoil in and around the 16 and 1700s. A lot of battles and wars, small, uh, very powerful families controlling a lot of people and their lives, and it, it couldn't endure anymore. Something had to change. But the system didn't want to change. The system was rather happy with itself. Uh, but the consciousness of the land, the physical land, and the consciousness of the people on those lands was tired and done for a variety of reasons, which I'll get into in this uh, dissertation. But primarily, it was, the, it was at, at a point in the change of an era, uh, a change of an era that you're experiencing now in its uh, cumulative changes. There had to be a change ultimately in the balance of the masculine-feminine, which was not very present in Europe at the time, very male-dominated, uh, very masculine energies. Even with some of the queens that I knew and worked with, they, they still were very, very controlled by the council of men around them. Europe at the time, although we put a lot of effort into trying to bring some balance, Europe at the time was not going to be accepting of the new understanding of spirit, of God. The church, which I loved dearly in its early days. Please uh, don't, don't mistake that. I loved it dearly, uh, as did you. Uh, I was part of the group, a large group, that helped to create it, that helped to bring in the energy of Yeshua onto this planet. And then, oh, five, six hundred years after the founding of the, uh, the church, it started getting the corruption of, of humanity, of the sexual energy virus, and particularly of the masculine imbalance. The church took a stronghold all across Europe in politics, finances, absolutely in art, which was a shame 
Because I, as I've said before, uh, art will save the world. Uh, it truly will. The church had a stronghold in government and all the dealings of anything that happened, you could be sure the church had a hand in it, good or bad. Oh, they had a hand in some of the corruption and some of the, uh, the criminal groups at the time. They had a hand in uh, any dealing, any distribution of product, which is really distribution of energy. So it wasn't just uh, the, the preaching of the, of the sacred texts which absolutely are sacred if you go back to pre-translations uh, and beautiful things that are said in there. So there's this great imbalance that uh, we're having difficulty resolving, always a, a fight against these other forces. One of the reasons why some of the groups like the, uh, what's called the White Brotherhood was actually never called that, it was the Brotherhood. Uh, the the um, Freemasons and the others were started. Uh, started a, so people really could study the mystics uh, and be so that they could actually get a job outside the church, kind of like a, a free union at the time. I dealt extensively with the likes of Madame Pompadour, M Maria Josepha in Germany, uh, Margot of uh, the French uh, regions, and many, many other of the feminine or the female royalty. Many of them had actually attended, secretly attended, the mystery schools. Most of them incarnate in Europe at the time, late 1600s uh, and throughout the 1700s, had incarnated into the royal families, the, the positions of power, specifically to try to help change the balance of all that was taking place in Europe. When they, and when you, when I, and the others working on it realized that it probably wasn't going to happen, that it was more difficult to clear out the old house and to rebuild it, the house of Europe, we realized that there was a, a new land, a free land, that had been actually set up preserved for a long, long, long time, called America. It doesn't matter who discovered it, discovered it Norway, but uh, the, the, the point of it is that, and the point of it is that, uh, they'll fight about that for eternity. The point is that we realized it would be easier to set up a new land, a free land, what was called the New Atlantis. It was easier to bring some of these feminine energies over here. And some of the women and others, uh, women I just mentioned, were integral to setting up this country. Now, the history books talk about uh, the signers of the Declaration of the Independence and the Constitution, and you know a lot of men's names. They came in later. They also, uh, a good number of them, understood what was happening. They understood that it was these women of Europe, wives of the kings and the princes and the barons and the counts, that were helping to create this. America would become a beacon. It would attract people ultimately from all around the world. The only way this country could have worked out was to have people from all the lands of Europe. 
and from Africa and from Asia and eventually what you now call South America. And it would be indigenous and it would be ones who had been on earth for a long time and the new ones. Uh, they call it the melting pot, but it had to have that balance. had to have the balance of feminine energy here. And it had to be tolerant even of religious organizations. It had to be tolerant of the church. And you'd think that we'd say, no, keep the church out because they're the ones who were causing so many problems in Europe with masculine imbalance mm. and what we call the sexual energy virus. So this grand country was set up. And there were many who came here before the Mayflower. They weren't written about. There are many who came here to energetically prepare this land. Some of you may have recollections because your soul might have had an incarnation present at that time. Very similar to when the angelic beings came to Earth before it was ever populated with any living thing. Angelic beings came here and seeded. So it was that groups actually came to America long before the history books talk about and seeded. They talked to the indigenous, the First Nations people, the, what you call the Indians, about creating this, this new Atlantis here. The indigenous ones totally understood. It was part of their lineage and part of their uh, history that they passed down from generations to generations. Someday this great land would house people from all over the world, people of high consciousness, people of understanding of what's going into the new era of humanity. And the original dealings with the indigenous ones were favorable and fair, equitable, and truthful. Unfortunately, Unfortunately, later on, it turned out that some of the indigenous didn't really want to give it up, as they had agreed to. Uh, the Anasazis, let's talk about them, they understood that at some point this, this land would house people from all around the world, okay, looking to set up the land of liberty. They left all at once. Poof. You could say, well, it was a disease. doesn't matter. You could say it was a mothership. Probably not. You could, no matter what you say, no matter what history says, it doesn't really matter, but they understood. And many of them incarnated back into what you call the early settlers in this land. This land was infused with the feminine and the masculine energy in a very healthy balance of both. It was set up on the principles of liberty, freedom for each and every person. Yes, I know you can argue that it took hundreds of years to get there, to get the vote for women. didn't matter because women really were the influence, or I should say the goddess, the feminine, was the underlying influence in this country. So people came here, and this was set up uh, with, with a large quantity of, of freedom. And we've talked about freedom in some of our other messages before. Do humans really want freedom? questionable. But at the time of the founding of the country, yes, they did. So, dear Shambra, this country was designed as a, as a beacon to radiate out to all the other lands, all throughout Europe, throughout Africa, Asia, all throughout the world, what this freedom could be. 
It was known early on that this country would have an abundance of resources, money, uh, what you would call power, but it's really just the ability to attract energy to serve you. And it was known that this country would be strong in terms of going through some of the darkest, darkest times on Earth, with some of the world wars and some of the other events, that this country would remain strong. It would remain the, the light for some of the darkest areas of humanity. It would remain strong, even when there were beings from outside places, uh, outer dimensions, trying to interfere. This country, in its, in its essence, knew that someday it would, it would release that role. There wouldn't need to be one strong power on the, in this planet. It wouldn't need to be one place where there was a huge amount of abundance or power. And that's exactly what's happening right now. The New Atlantis is working. I know many of you wonder about where this country is going. Why the economic problems? Well, the economy is a problem all over the world for the most part. And I have to uh, chuckle recently. Somebody asked, uh, did I foresee the economy of the world collapsing? It already has. <laughs> That's the beautiful part. It did. And it, it's based on really nothing these days. It, other than perhaps trust, and people have gone out of trust. The, the real fabric for the world economy fell apart a few years ago. Hmm. And the interesting thing is, it's still going on. You're still going on. It's not like um, the Depression era when it, it wrecked hav havoc on everything. That's the amazing thing. It fell apart, and here we are. Because, because consciousness chooses to move forward. It doesn't need the, the structure the way it was before. It doesn't, I'm not, it doesn't need a, a communist structure, as, as some people are purporting, a communist structure. It doesn't need um, total breakdown. It, it has broken down, and here it is. It's a good analogy with yourself. You've broken down, and you're still here. You've broken down in every possible way, mentally, physically, spiritually, but yet there's something so persevering now in you, in your relationship with your soul, in your desire and passion to live, that it just keeps going. It's amazing. It's an interesting theory. Things can break down and still keep going. It defies most uh, physics and logic, but it's very, very true. Watch how, over these next few years, whether it's you personally, or uh, groups, or nations, or the world, can actually fall apart. In other words, the old identity destructures, de-identifies, but the real identity, the real truth, keeps living on. Ah, it's a beautiful thing. So, dear Chamber, let's take a deep breath with that. Now. Bear all this in mind. Uh, we're going to connect the dots here, because they all do tie in together. We're now going to go back to Atlantis. Atlantis. We're going to go back there because Atlantis represented uh, pr basically the second era of humanity. Lemuria first, Atlantis second. Atlantean society really had no concept of God. They, they were searching for source, but not in what you think in spiritual terms. 
no concept of the greater being. Uh, they were looking for the magic. They were looking for the, the secret. They were looking for the elixir. Uh, and many Atlanteans still to this day are doing that. Uh, and you, dear Atlanteans, have found yourself in that very same trap at times. They were looking for that one thing, how to blend a couple substances together and get the, the basic source uh, of life, uh, whether it was in, they thought it was in the waters or certain foods. And they started staring off into the sky. You started staring off into the sky, saying, it's got to be out there because we haven't found it here. It's got to be out there somewhere in this magic sky, the stars at night. And they began to do actually a lot of interesting things. The original astronomy and astrologies came out of Atlantis. But as they were doing all this star searching, again looking for source, uh, and, and it was time, it was the evolution of that era, things started unwinding. Things started breaking down in Atlantis. Now, you could say that, well, it was caused by Azira Tamu and the wars and the, the sexual energy imbalance, those things came in response, in response, just like things coming to you in response. Those things came in response to the call from consciousness, the call from, from within for the next evolution, the next spiral, the next, the next grand step. The step that said, there's got to be something more. It's about time to integrate work with and be that something. What is it? Well, Atlantis, Atlantis fell for whatever reason. Wars, weather, uh, destruction, asteroids, all the rest of that, it fell. It didn't happen all at once, but it was, it was painful. It was very, very painful. Some of, most of you have gotten through that pain, but there's still some residual pain left over from that. Because it was a, a land that, for so long, you truly loved. Atlantis was a place of communal society, meaning that it was you lived together. There was no individuality. There was no, there was no uniqueness. It was the big one. <laughs> uh, but you, your children were raised in community. You, it was like one great big kibbutz. Uh, and uh, we're not doing funny anymore, are we? But that was funny. It was one, one great big commune. <laughs> one great big commune. As that, as that started to uh, fall apart, for good reason, started to deteriorate, the Atlanteans, uh, the, the humans that were left, went underground. They, they did indeed. There were very, very few who could even survive on the surface of Earth at the time. It was, it was violent, with fires and floods and storms. Kind of like now. It was very violent. It was difficult. The beasts, the animals, had turned uh, ferocious. Uh, the, the, the fabric, the energetic structure that humans had with animals had deteriorated. The animals turned on the humans and vice versa. Not very pretty times. Those who were, most of those who were left went underground. Now, there's an interesting metaphor there. Underground, sure, they thought it was, you thought it was to hide. Uh, some of you thought it was to be closer to the crystal source, which were the energies in the crystals that kept society rolling. You have electricity with little wires running all, all over. It's quite beautiful. <coughs> that was sarcasm. Ha ha ha. 
the Atlanteans used the crystals, so they, they went underground. They, they were used to going underground at time to time anyway, because this is where energy came from for them. They went underground. But the metaphor, the symbolism, is very, very important here. Because it was an evolution of an era. They've been looking off into the stars for the answer. It was time to get real, to get down into the ground, to get connected with Gaia. One of the problems with Lemuria is the, the spirit in a physical body was so uh, light and airy and couldn't hold itself here, couldn't get grounded. And that carried over even into Atlantis. Now, by going underground, it really bonded that connection with Gaia. It, it was tens of thousands of years that humans lived mostly underground. And when the time was right, they began emerging. Ergo, the pyramids. That was the way of coming up. It was a, a type of protection and a housing. It was also a type of energetic focal point. The pyramids, my dear friends, for the most part – not all, but most – were built from underground up. History says, well, no, they had to take a bunch of rocks and pull them for thousands or hundreds or thousands of miles uh, – rocks that were too big for even groups of men to handle. They built them from the underground up. There was still enough energy resources in the crystal structures in the ground, plus just the natural energy sources underground, thermal sources, heat sources, uh, pressure sources. It wasn't all that difficult to build them from the ground up. And interesting revelations – now they're finding more and more pyramids buried deep below the ground. Well, that's not just desert dust that was covering them up. A lot of them they're, – they're finding, they're finding that – they're going to find that they were built from underground up. There were amazing tunnel systems running through these. What else did you have to do? Those 10,000, 20,000 years of time underground, build more tunnels, you know, connect. There were grand rivers underground that carried goods from one spot to another. Plants – you say, well, but it's dark down there. No, it wasn't, because there was still enough crystalline energy – still is some – that it provided a beautiful illumination, a steady illumination, actually quite Quite frankly, more beautiful than the sun. Uh, it was a, it was a radiance. The the, the sun has uh, some very harsh lighting and harsh uh, energetic effects. These crystal structures were beautiful, and they they also, the Atlanteans knew how to use these to uh, generate anything they wanted. It was their energy source. They could grow food. They could, uh, oh, they could do healing with some of these. Not a lot of crystalline energy left in there other than one great big crystal in the center of this earth. It's not uh, molten lava down there. There's a huge crystal in the center of the earth. It's still there. That's a good thing. That's what allows you to be here. So to the point, uh, these crystalline energy – the energies in the crystals uh, began to leave a long time ago, and all that appropriate, because humans called for it. It wasn't because you were bad and, and these energies didn't like you and they left. It was appropriate. It was transition because ultimately, dear David, dear Penny, these and Edith, my dear Edith, a kiss today. <laughs> because ultimately, it's about realizing that it's here. It's here. Or, or 
the nothingness uh, is attracting it here. The, the I am is attracting it. So, next step. Humans start emerging from underground. Traumatic at first. Uh, difficult. It was, uh, there were actually many beautiful things about it. There were gardens under there. There were beautiful gardens. Some of these grand gardens they tried to recreate later, uh, the gardens in Babylon, were a direct, uh, trying to be a direct replica of some of the beautiful, amazing gardens that were underground. Now, don't get all caught up now and think you have to go home and buy a shovel and start <laughs> digging. <laughs> it's about living right here, right now. I could just hear some of you, yes. And uh, if I was a better marketer, I'd come up with an Adamish, a special Adamish shovel <laughs> for your macchio. Ha 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 ha! <laughs> Tough audience. So, dear Shambra, now understand that the era was changing, getting out of the Atlante- Atlantean area, coming into the Christos era, crystal area, crystal era, Christ era. So all the changes were part of that. And in the Christos era, era, it was about beginning to understand the concept of God, of spirit, of source, but source not having to be a place or a thing. Source uh, being always present. Source being you. So the concept of God, spirit, started to proliferate. Uh, those living on the surface now, and those living on the surface, as humans are prone to do, couldn't just settle for uh, a concept of God. They started creating gods of everything. Gods of the sky, of the water, of fire, of the birds, of bears, of fish, and you name it, a god was created for it. There are still some religions on this earth that worship over a hundred thousand gods. Now, there is not a human here capable of worshiping and appeasing all those gods. Because you know gods are fickle and they need a lot of worship. <laughs> There's just not time enough in the day for all 100,000, and they're not really happy when you try to do them all at once. It's not very honoring. I can't believe how funny I am today, and you're not. <laughs> so, so humans started develop. So humans started developing this, these many, many gods, worshiping a lot of them. And in a way, they they were correct, because. There is a bird consciousness. Uh, there is a there is a, a, a tree consciousness. There is, there's an ant consciousness. Oh, you take any of the species, and there is kind of a, a group or collective consciousness that you can tap into. But it's not a god, so to speak, and it doesn't need to be worshipped. Fire is a, an energy brought into manifest by consciousness. It's an energy that responds to consciousness. Every, all energy responds and, and manifests in a variety of different ways. So finally, a wonderful Atlantean, great Atlantean, uh, been quite a leader and, and known to many of, many of you in your Atlantean days, by the name of Abram, Abraham, came around and said, let's knock out all these gods and let's come down to one god. His concept was very clear and, and he was actually quite right. I said, let's, let's understand uh, the, this concept of uh, – the original concept, I guess you could say it was uh, uh, pantheism. And it was, it, was about, it was about one God. There's just a source. And that was fine until many, many, many years later, humans started to mess with that one. Because 
Abraham, which, by the way, most of the major religions of the world are derived from, Islam, Judaism, Christianity. Abram had the concept that it was one God, and, and this God was a living God, a real God. Uh, and, and the God was of all things. Uh, man distorted that later on and started putting it as a God somewhere else, and that wasn't meant to be. Uh, the, the churches started saying, no, the God, one God absolutely, makes it easier on all of us. But that God is somewhere else. God is off in heaven and not here. That really kind of threw the, the change of this era out of balance, in a way. Another way it provided some good experiences for humans. But to this day, God has remained out there. Can't be so anymore. Cannot be so anymore. Because as this new era, uh, which we call the New Energy Era, is evolving, is taking shape. You can't have a God that's someplace else. You've got to bring that God home. You've got to bring that God here. And that's exactly what's happening on your planet right now. If you want to clear aside all the clutter, all the philosophical, machio, political and economic discussions, you can really get it down to one basic thing. The evolution of this era is about the I am God, the God that's present right here, not living off somewhere else, God that's manifest and walking on earth. This is not just a, uh, this is not just a religious or spiritual trend. Matter of fact, uh, let's remove that from, from the journals of spiritual or religious. It's a consciousness trend that's mm. taking place. It has nothing to do with religions. Religions don't like it. Religions, as humans tend to do, they get very into their system. They get very caught in it, and then they they power into it. In other words, uh, there are certain people and groups, organizations with power. They don't want anything to interfere with that. Well, unfortunately, anytime you have a power structure, anytime you have a power structure, sooner or later it will come down, uh, mm. and that, that's a good thing. Anytime you create something out of with control and generally power, because control and power go hand in hand, it will break down. Anytime you create something in freedom and liberty, anytime you create something and give it absolute freedom, the same freedom your spirit and your soul has given you, it will thrive and it will evolve. And and anytime you create something a book or a project or anything, just a, a new identity for yourself, and give that thing freedom. It can endure through the most difficult storms. It can endure through absolute chaos. It can endure through the collapse of every other structure. Actually, in a way, it, uh, it does better in those situations, because it is a free expression of spirit. It has liberty. It has grace to it. So if you're actually wondering about your own life, your own creations, or your own I amness, remember that. It's something we're going to, we are doing with the Kihak 99 group. They don't know it yet. So, dear Shambra, this isn't a, 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 this isn't a spiritual or religious change of era. It is a consciousness change. Hmm. And it is ultimately about 
if you look back into the, the history of humanity, the, the, finally the understanding that God, Spirit, is present right here. As a matter of fact, uh, dear Shambra, um, it is a living God. It, 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 is, it is the era that you've helped to create. And a lot of people, a lot of groups on earth don't like it one bit. Or they don't necessarily know it's you. But they just they figure you're a frivolous New Ager. Let them. Let them think that. Because you're not. You're not at all. So we talk about Machio, getting rid of some of the, uh, some of the um, untruths and some of the, the outdated decorations. This evolution of consciousness, the, the living God present on earth, is exactly what's happening. And you can take a look at what's happening in the world. That's the underlying thing. It's an underlying uh, movement or cause that's happening. You can relate it to economy, politics, psychology. You, my dear friends, called out for something different. You said, basically, I'm ready to, I'm ready to evolve, and I don't care what it takes. <laughs> Never say that again. <laughs> Negotiate first. <laughs> you said, I'm ready for something. And so you were responded to with, with the, the beings such as Katsumi or Tobias, myself, and some of the other messengers. We're not messengers. We're, we're simply uh, we're clarifiers, is all we are. We're clarifiers. We, we help put into words, through this amazing thing called a shout, uh, your clarity that your mind isn't letting you see. What you're going through in this leading edge of the spiral of evolution is learning how to go beyond your mind. If we narrow it down, the mind uh, became the God in a way. Hmm. Uh, you know, I have to clarify what uh, Calder just said. The mind, by, by default, became the God. But on the other hand, the mind, the greatest battle with God is in the mind. Uh, it's kind of a, a paradox. Uh, while, while humans hold the mind supreme, you've got this tremendous battle going on with the mind and with spirit. That's why most people don't have, can't have, enlightenment breakthroughs. They, they can't have the amyo moments, which eventually turn into an amyo all the time moment. They're stuck in the brain. There's tremendous battleground. Uh, it's a battleground, uh, the mind fighting for its territory, fighting against a god which really is mental anyway. All of this going on. Well, you called out and said, it's time. We, I, want something different. So we respond. My biggest, my biggest um, point of discussion, uh, and as long as I'm here with you, is about getting out of the mind. When, when you get out of the mind, I go. What a good deal. Hmm. No, I go the way I connect with you now, but no need to be doing this, this uh, routine that we're doing. Hmm. Because suddenly, suddenly you trust yourself so much you don't need to have this separation. And it's still what it is. It's a separation. Uh, at some point, you absolutely integrate it. Uh, a good example. Most of you integrated Tobias. Uh, most of you integrated Tobias. Now, Tobias is a soul being, obviously, 
living an expression uh, as Sam right now. But this essence, you, you didn't need the Tobias sitting on the chair with the eyes closed and, and delivering the sacred messages with all the, the uh, fluff and puff around it. Uh, you didn't. <laughs> Tobias responded to you the way you needed to be responded to. Ten years ago, that's what you needed to see and perceive. Today, you get me. <laughs> it's a little bit different. <coughs> so back to the point. Uh, my biggest issue is working with you on the, going beyond the mind. And it's tough. It's really tough. Put yourself in my sandals someday. Because the mind holds on, and the mind tries to figure everything out. And there are moments when you slip beyond the mind, but then you pull back right away. You say, oh my God, I'm losing my mind. Well, yeah, that's what we're here for. That's what it's all about. Some of you are so afraid to go beyond the mind, because you don't know what's out there. You don't know what's in that darkness beyond the mind. And you've heard, been hypnotized, my dear. Oh, they've been hypnotized, haven't they? Oh. Uh, not, not so much you, but humans have been hypnotized that if you don't fill yourself with a machio of uh, God and religion and Jesus and all these other things, if you're not constantly filled with that, well, then you're an empty vessel for Satan. I didn't say the word you did. <laughs> Satan. And uh, again, uh, in uh, looking at the, the slides before biblical or BS, there are very, very, very few mentions of Satan in the Bible. Really. Uh, Lucifer. Lucifer. The angel of light, hello, uh, but twisted and distorted. So, so there's a fear of le- going beyond the mind, because then you've been hypnotized into thi- Mass hypnosis is so easy to do. Uh, <laughs> so easy to do. Uh, because the mind, it, it, the mind is like a, like a, it's fertilizer uh, for the for the <laughs> hypnosis. The mind is fertile ground, ready. Oh, it so much wants to be hypnotized. Uh, you know why? Because it can't stand itself. It really can't. Uh, though at least the way it's developed, so it makes itself vulnerable hip- to hypnosis, so it doesn't have to deal with itself. Uh, so. Uh, it's very susceptible to, to hypnosis. Was that funny? No. Uh, so they thought it was. I didn't. Uh, so going beyond the mind, what happens? What's out in that darkness, that abyss, that nothingness? The mind cannot contemplate it. That's the problem. The mind cannot even begin to contemplate. So it draws a blank, and it says, there's nothing out there. It's the non-existence. It's the end. It's the termination, death, uh, or worse yet, just going into nothingness. No, beyond the mind is experience, potential, choice, living. That's what's beyond the mind. So my job, what, what I was called for, is to help you get out of the mind. I do it with a lot of, well, with a lot of class and finesse. But I, <laughs> I, 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 I do it with this, the, what some of you have called the antics. Why? Why the antics? Well, first of all, if I just sat here with Calder's eyes closed and just delivered a sermon, you'd all be dead asleep. And you w- I want you so present. Why? Why? Because, excuse me, because, and I would like to see T-shirts, hats, bumper stickers on this. 
And this is the era of spirit is present. Spirit is present. I, it's, a, it's a catchy little phrase. Spirit is present. Can't you just see it, Sart? Yes? T-shirts? Yeah. Spirit is present. That is the era. It's the era of integrating. It's the era of bringing – give it to somebody I can trust. Okay. It's the era of bringing spirit here to earth, in this lifetime, in this body, in the now moment. Present. Spirit is present. Present means right now, not later, not studying for it, not, not uh, aspiring to it. Spirit is present in this room. Now the mind says, well, I'm not quite spirit yet. I'm not, I'm not quite ready. There's got to be something else. Well, then you set up that dynamic, because that's what's coming from here. You set it up, and so there's always that next thing. There's always that waiting. Your mind sets it up, because the mind cannot fathom spirit being present. Why? Because it loses control, mm. thinks it's going to go out of existence. You've actually programmed it for control. You kind of gave over to the mind. You said, you take care of things. I'm going to go take a long nap. Uh, but now, damn it, you're waking up. You're waking up. The mind doesn't know what to do. It's so damn confused. You're waking up, wanting more. It's been told that it's in charge, in control. It's been hypnotized now, uh, ever since the times of Atlantis. But there's more hypnosis going on, uh, literally, in the last 50 years of humanity than all the times of Atlantis combined, and on all the times of on Earth combined. Tremendous programming going, going into this. So how do you get out? How, 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 do, you, how do you get into yourself and out of the mind? As I've talked about to you, to the mystery schools, don't try to figure your way out of your mind. Hmm. You can't. It's the mind trying to figure out how to get out of itself, and it will always stay within itself. <laughs> it, it will. It will absolutely spiral in itself. It will keep deliriously happy because it's busy, hmm. because it's got activity. It's trying to figure things out. It will chase its own tail. And at the end of the day, exhausted and tired, it will say, see, I'm really working hard at this. I, I deserve accolades. No, you deserve to be shot. <laughs> you deserve to put an end to that. What do they say if you meet Buddha on the road, kill him? Oh, well, absolutely. 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 Why? One word starts with an M. Machio. Machio and mind. They both start with an M. Spirit is present. That's the era, and that's what you're beginning to, to live. But you can't think your way into it. We can't actually lecture you through it. Uh, and, and actually, we're not even trying. We come up here, we, me, the others, say some words, and, and hopefully there's some energy to getting through. Hopefully there's some, something coming through. It is the time for the living spirit on mm. Earth, present in the now moment. There's a lot of talk these days in the scientific circles. They're starting to come out with these amazing revelations, amazing revelations that there's life force in everything. There's consciousness in everything. That's actually not true. Sorry. They talk about, uh, for instance, there being consciousness in even uh, a photon of light, because in the scientific experiments they're seeing the photons now. Tiny, tiny, tiny particles 
non, basically non-physical particles. And they're amazed because one minute the particle's there, and the next minute it's not. Where does it go to? Just right next door, the next dimension. No different than walking out the door right there. And uh, would you demonstrate, Todd? Would you walk out the door? Good. And then walk a little further out. Todd, Todd, Todd. <sighs> Newcomers. They, they always sit on the, on the aisles. Newcomers. So uh, the, these photon particles go brave and loving. You want to go out there too? So. <laughs> See, distraction. We talked about that last month. A little distraction, oh, then it can come in easier. And, and yeah, so thank you. Thank you. So these photon particles appear to slip in and out of reality. Well, what's reality? They're, they're just slipping into the next dimensional uh, state, the next reality. It's easy as taking a breath. And with the work that Andra is doing, it is about taking the breath. You slip into or expand into the other dimensions. No sense in just being singular in dimension. We'll talk about that in, in a moment. So the question becomes, do the photons or any of these other uh, subatomic particles actually have consciousness? No, no, no. They don't. They don't. They're responding to your consciousness. Mm. And that's where the scientists are a bit mistaken right now, because, oh, there's consciousness and light. We never knew that before. Because when I stand here and doing my experiments, I see these photons moving in and out and, and doing funny things. They must have consciousness. No. You, human beings, have consciousness. Everything else is a response to consciousness. Mm. Everything. Everything. Other people, yes, but uh, put them aside for a moment. Everything else, including the animal kingdom, the plant kingdom, these things are all the response to your consciousness. You created them. Your, your consciousness is like a, well, it's like a multidimensional magnet. It's attracting and repelling. It's solidifying. It's deconstructing. All the time this is going on. It's coming from right in there. Is that worthy of applause? It's not? No. Oh. So, so, dear friends, consciousness is constantly uh, bringing things in, putting things out. My point here right now is that spirit is present. You are present. It's about, it's about finally in this era allowing yourself to be living God. Mm. Not a conceptual God, not a mental God, but spirit present right here. That's the whole evolution unfolding of this era. A lot of people will argue with you. They'll defend what they have. They'll, they'll ridicule you. They'll mock you. How, how could you ever say this sort of thing? But you know, the interesting thing is sooner or later they're going to come to you – oh, it could be lifetimes from now – and they're going to understand exactly what you were, what you were clear about, what you were radiating what you were putting out. You doubt yourself sometimes. No, amend. You doubt yourself almost all the time. But, but you are right. Uh, you are correct. You're, you're on the right path. 
you have an intuitive understanding of exactly what's going on. The mind doubts it. The mind then gets all infiltrated and uh, polluted, and, and it tries to pull back, and then you're really unhappy, you're miserable, your energy levels are bad, you, you know, it seems that everything is falling apart because of that doubt. I won't get off onto that today. We've already talked about Amyo. But you're, you're on the right track, undoubtedly, truly, absolutely truly. And the funny thing is, you know it. When we sit here like this, instead of filling you with even more makyo – we try to strip the makyo away instead – of, instead of getting all heady here, we, we do antics. Uh, to get you to finally go, I knew it. I have always known it. Damn it, why did I doubt myself? It would be so much easier, a lot more fun if you stopped the doubting. What's keeping, what's keeping you from absolute enjoyment from Spirit is present? Couldn't you see it as a big bumper sticker on the back of your car? Spirit is present in the car, driving at that moment. On your T-shirt, Spirit is present in this body. Wearing the hideous T-shirt, Spirit is present, baseball cap, right in your brain. Spirit is now present in my brain. I don't need the brain to be pushing Spirit away. Spirit is present in this beautiful now moment. So question is, how do you, how do you, how do you get from here to there? What, what's that leap? Well, there actually really isn't. What what do we do next? How do you get spirit present in the body? You're, you're the pioneers of new consciousness, but yet still, uh, still not living it full throttle, still not living it high definition. You're assimilating some of it every, every day a little bit more, getting past some of the old barriers, but how do you, how do you live it? Well, you breathe. You integrate it. You integrate it. Now, I've gotten letters, <laughs> spiritual letters, uh, energy letters. Say, I do breathing, but nothing is happening. Wrong. Wrong. And, and don't even worry about the way you're breathing or, or how much you're breathing or not breathing. Something is happening. The mind doesn't necessarily see it, because the mind doesn't see spirit at all. The mind will have an experience with spirit, but it doesn't necessarily perceive its workings that are happening in your life, Mary, that are happening in your body. It's a funny kind of thing. You say, well, I'm breathing and nothing's happening. Well, it, it's happening. It's right there, but you just haven't allowed yourself to see it. And it is happening. It's shaking the crap out of your life, which is kind of what you wanted. And, and, and it, it is a direct effect, which we'll talk about in a moment. But how do you do it? Integration. Absolute integration. It's about integrating spirit into this present moment. It's about inviting spirit in from your heart, through your breath, through just stopping for a moment, just taking that pause and letting spirit, letting you be present in your life, not in the past, not in the future not at some other time, without doubt. Without doubt. There's still that mechanism, that hypnotized mechanism within you that says you have to doubt everything. You have to analyze it, kind of like a virus software 
on your computer. I have to check everything. No, you don't. When you say, but yeah, what if I do something stupid? Who's to judge it stupid? And there's that old programming that some of you have that oh, let me do that again, so for the camera. <laughs> that old programming that some of you had. I can't do such and such because what if I do something stupid? And you got the old tapes in there. Some of you have had tapes going on for quite a while, some more than others, always looking for something wrong. Uh, it's, we talked about it at the alchemy school in Sedona. Constant scan. Constant, it's a hypnosis. I have to believe that there's something wrong, so your brain is constantly scanning. Every time you fart, you worry that there's something wrong. No, it's natural. Every Excuse time, me? What was that? Was that not a human word? Every time you have a, re- Every time you have a release of gas, you worry. See, that didn't sound as well. Every, <laughs> yes, flatulence, um, gas pass, I always call it. Uh, every time you have a, a, a little pain in the knee or uh, you have a, a, a moment where you don't remember something, oh, bless those moments when you don't remember things. That's, you absolutely are on the right track. But then you worry about it because you have the software going, and, and you can turn off the software. You definitely can. So we come to this point now. We say, how do we do it? How do we do it? Integration. How do you integrate? You just take a deep breath. You enjoy the moment you're in. You stop thinking about it. You just let yourself be in the safe space. No need to run. Everybody turn off those mind scans now. What's wrong? Or what do I have to doubt? Just turn them off. I'm going to ask Andre to come up to the front, and we're going to play some music, because it's beautiful and a bit of a distraction. And let's do some integration. Spirit is present. You don't have to demand Spirit to come in, by the way. Spirit is waiting at the door, has been for a long time, your divinity. Waiting there, just ready for the invitation. But you've been scurrying around the house like a mad hatter, saying, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong? I feel this presence at the door. There must be something wrong. They're coming to get me. No, it's just your Spirit wanting to come in. And then when you hear that, you're like, I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know if I've cleaned everything up yet. I don't know if my, is my house in order. Can I have guests in? Do I need to make tea? What? Oh, dear humans, take a breath and just integrate with Andra. Andra, all yours. This moment is yours. It's your creation. Are you willing to receive? I invite you now, as you feel your body relaxing, allow this, allow. Just feel this. Notice how the music can take you down, down, deeper, deeper. This music was breathed into creation in the King's Chamber. You have a grand chamber within you. Will you sit there now, deep, 
deep in the core. Feel that. This exquisite space, deep and still, as you breathe in through your nose, flowing all the way down, all the way down. Feel this, for in the pool of you, the core of you is peace, peace beyond the mind's imagination, stillness. In that stillness, spirit waits for you. Are you willing to receive each breath flowing deep, 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 deep? Just receive, just receive this showering of love, showering of compassion. Are you willing? Are you willing? Let go. Let go. Stillness. Stillness. For the body can breathe. Receiving. Caressing your own spirit and then releasing, breathe, and receive, breathe, and release. Let this love affair grow. Breathe, for spirit is here, around you, with you. Feel this, this great love. Breathe so deeply now, gently, 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 deeper and deeper, feeling this, this, that wants to caress you. Breathing in, breathing out. For every breath is an invitation, invitation for spirit to come. All that I am, all that we are, Breathe and receive. Deep, deep, deep into the miracle of you. Breath at a time. Breath at a time. Become a flowing vibration a living essence, 
human in spirit, so blended, so exquisite. Are you breathing me, dear spirit? Am I breathing you? Deep, deep I sit in the core of me. For together we breathe every breath. The fragrance of us. Are you willing to receive the fragrance of this divine creation? You and this essence of you. Yes. Yes. Now, Andra, something that you've been contemplating for a while. Not so sure if you were ready to do it. <laughs> so, how do you do breathing with, a, let's say, an advanced group like this, an enlightened group? How do you do breathing without the word? I'll let you try it here. The music keeps going. Ah, I'll give you a few hints. It's done in the eyes. It's done with the gesture. It's done with the breathing motion into the body, but no words. So continue on. This group, pretty easy. 
magic moment. Thank you. Ah, ah, you see, consciousness, spirit, present in the now moment, suddenly doesn't need to use the words. Oh, the words sometimes are good, humans need to hear it. Andrew has been wondering about this lately. How do you go beyond the words? How do you go beyond the music? Well, when you are with a, an enlightened group in particular, but can be done with anyone, there's no need for words. Consciousness starts responding directly to other consciousness, not even having to call forth any energy at the moment. It becomes a, a magical moment. You're not even trying to call in energy. You're not trying to do anything. Energy stays at bay temporarily, honoring and respecting the breath, the consciousness to consciousness. Mm. An amazing thing. Suddenly, Andra was breathing with you. You were breathing with her. Not a word needed to be said. Not, there didn't have to be any energy or antics or anything. No music. That's a beautiful thing. That's that spirit present where you don't need all the commotion, where you strip it down, where you get into clarity. Thank you, my dear. Deep breath. Breakthrough. Next, clarity. Clarity. I talked about it before, and I'm going to ask you, what, what is your message? What's your message? What are you sending out there? What, what's, what's going out there? Paul, what message are you transmitting, radiating, conveying? It's all okay. Is it? Good. Good. That I believe, actually. It's important right now to be clear about what you're putting out there, because as I said at the beginning of this session, take a look at what you're getting. Take a look at what you're getting. It's not just some mistake. You're getting exactly what you're putting out there. But what you're putting out there doesn't come through your mouth and your words. Matter of fact, most of human words are really meaningless. When I listen to people talk and say things, they're not saying anything. It's just this mental cycling, this, this spinning around, filling space, thinking that if they put some macchio out there, not even just spiritual stuff, but any stuff, uh, if they just express it, uh, uh, they're, they're doing a good job just you know, putting words out. So I ask you, what, what are you putting out there? What are you expressing? What's coming from here? Not here, but what's coming from here? Start listening to your own words and then shut up. <laughs> Stop talking. <laughs> There's so much chatter going on. And you know what most of the chatter is besides Machio? It's stories. You know what stories are? The past. You know, stories require processing. Stories steal energy, uh, you know, old stories, victim stories. Uh, there's a lot of that going on, not necessarily from you, but from most humans, a lot of stuff going on. Without the clarity of really understanding what message you're putting out there, you kind of go into a default mode, and you're, just, you're getting what you deserve, and it's not much. You don't deserve much, and you're not getting much. That would have been funny. but. 
But, but because the mind is chattering away, even when you're not talking, there's mind chatter going on. There's very unclear. And one of the things that we, we try to do in the mystery schools is to get some clarity. It's not always easy. But to get down to the basics, and a lot of times we try to get down to the basics and people are still in their macchio, and they come back with macchio BS phrases thinking that I'm going to give them an Adamas award, and then they don't get one. Uh, but, dear Shambra, uh, you should get one today, just for your costume. Frederick, yeah. yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. So, most of the time you're really not even clear, and when you think about it, it gets even more unclear. But this is what you're radiating out there, and this is what draws things back to your life. So what are you putting out there, Bonnie? I'd like to be liked. No, not what you'd like it to be. What are you putting out? And we'll need the microphone. We're going to pick on Bonnie for a moment. No, I hasn't. So what are you putting out there? Uh, not, not what you'd like, but what are you, what are you transmitting right now? What uh, let's say I'm, I'm just an entity and I don't understand human words at all. I'm, they don't make any sense to me. I'm from some far-off planet. What are you transmitting energetically? What are you transmitting through your consciousness? If it's not light, it's brightness. That's what you're transmitting right now. That's what I would be feeling if I was some alien never been to Earth and couldn't see you, couldn't hear you. I'm just feeling your essence. It's brightness. And everything in your life is bright. I like it, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but it is. It is. And if you can't get naked here, where else can you get naked? What, what a lot of really? people... Really? Do you want the answer to that? <laughs> <laughs> and, and this isn't, Bonnie, this isn't you particularly, but a lot of people are putting out fear. And it's constantly being transmitted. Fear and conflict. Fear and barriers, doubts and lack of self-worth. Now, your mind might be thinking, yes, but I went to university and I got a PhD and, uh, and I've got a great job and family. They hate you. The, but, but so your mind is deluding. What you're really putting out, not you, but what humans tend to put out is this type of fear or insecurity. And that's on a good day. Uh, most of the time they're just putting out kind of a babble. Uh, it's just this garble that goes out, energetic garble, because their consciousness is garbled up. They have no idea what they're putting out there, so they're put, just putting out garble. It's like a constant signal going out, meaningless, but it's occupying time and space, and it's taking up. Uh, it's diverting energy. It doesn't take up, but it's diverting energy. So, what are you really putting out? Bonnie, I can see yours all over the place. I can feel it all over the place. You want me to tell you? Yes. Desire. Desire. You have such loving desire. You have such grand desire, uh, and you would call it light desire. But it's desire you're putting out there. Uh, I'm sorry, but a neediness, and you're not the only one. The room is filled with them. But an, an, an incompletion, a, a, a lack of... A, it's a desire to have something more out of life. You, you told me that we could do this. You asked me. You uh, almost paid me off to pick on you today. <laughs> Sorry. I don't take bribes unless they're really big. 
So, so the desire. So you're you're watching. You you can get mad at me. You can close your eyes. Do whatever you want. But you're you're watching the the hour minute hand of of your life ticking away, and you're saying, I came here with a purpose. Damn it. And I've invested a lot of time, a lot of money, into finding that purpose. And where, where is it now? What, what, when does it come around? Do, do I have to be on the, the deathbed before I finally get it? So, Bonnie, you're putting out desire. You're putting out desire. And if you understand that you're aware of what that is, you can, without getting mental, you can actually transmute that into fulfillment. You can, you can actually have this spirit present in your life right now. It doesn't have to be a, like an incomplete romantic relationship with spirit, uh, a distant uh, relationship. It can be right here, right now. So you can give the microphone back, or you throw it at me. What are you putting out there, Carrie? You knew I was walking this way, and you said, Adamus, please come over and talk to me. You said, just show up at my doorstep. So here I am, darling. Where are we going with this? I don't, I probably insecurity. Insecurity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let, let, me, let me feel. Uh, I, I would say that's not the primary thing. The primary thing is you just you don't trust yourself. You've got this dynamic power, and you're afraid to unleash it. You're afraid it's going to destroy the all Earth and humanity and your friends and everybody else. So you hold back and you give yourself a lot of things, So a lot of reasons, other reasons. But what you're really radiating out there is, I'm, I'm going to contain myself. I'm going to hold myself in. So therefore, you contain yourself. That's exactly what you get back. Nothing, because you're, you're held within. So what would happen if you just let it out? Like how? <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. I don't care. Any way you want. I, I, do, I, I can't. I can't. I'm freaking tired already. I, you know, really? <laughs> it's like, fuck you, okay? Fuck you. I'm sick of hearing this shit. I don't want to hold back, but it's like once I get Why everything else done, I don't know. I don't know. Cheesing out. Uh, Wimping out. No, I'm helping you get it out through anger here. I'm getting you really angry with me. I am really pissed No, you're at you. faking I mean, anger. You're I, faking anger. I am anger. holding back, though. Yeah, see, she's holding back. She really wants to let it out. Would you please stand up a second? You know we're going to do this. Could you just let it out through here? That's the easiest place. And give me the microphone on this one, because this could, <laughs> this could hurt. Yeah. Just let it out, Carrie, in front of everybody. Just let it out. No, no containing it. Ah! Kind, of, kind of wimpy, yeah. Oh, you're too easy, dear friends. That, that was not that good. That was – come on, up here, all the way up. Just – and once you let it – once you let it out, you combine a little anger with some humor and, and letting it out, and it, there's no need to contain yourself anymore. So let it out. I mean, that wasn't big. That felt really big. <laughs> 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 
No, 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 that was... Now, Joe says, Joe says he hears that about even once a month. <laughs> so, let's really do it. Do you want me to do it with you? Really? Okay. Let's all do it. Absolutely. On three. One, two, three. Thank you. Thank you. So, so dear friends, uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. See, you, instead of being up here with it like you tend to get, you know, just you let it out, you scream it out, and particularly with you're, you're trying to contain everything, you're trying to. That's the, that's the essence of what you're letting, uh, putting out there, and that's exactly what you get back. Hold back. Hold back. Matter of fact, not so long ago you said, My life is like a big holdback. Everything is just in this waiting, just not, not a developing state. Let it out. So, dear Shambra, what are you putting out? What's, what's in there? Not what's up here. What's that clarity? Now, you can really boil it down to one or two words, and you know what it is. Now, if you try to approach it through your mind, trying to think your way through it, it's not going to happen. You just ask yourself, the, uh, the I Am, what is it? Let it go. The answer will come to you. Your answer will come to you. What, what is it? Are you putting out fear, hold back, uh, desire, uh, all, any of these very simple concepts? What, what are you putting out? It's important right now, and I'll, I'll agitate you as much as I need to, it's important to start getting clear about what, what's going out there. Because it's not just going out there, it's going in here. It's happening within you. That same message of containment that's going out, or desire that's going out, is also happening all in your body of consciousness right now. It's hearing that. It's hearing that. And, and that's the message. It doesn't get these little mind messages. It doesn't hear your body of consciousness does not hear your words, ever. Uh, it, it gets the feeling from in here. So what are you putting out there for yourself? Once you start getting really clear about it and understanding that you actually can choose it, it doesn't have to happen by default, and it just doesn't have to be this babble being transmitted out there, you start getting very energy efficient. You're consuming tremendous amounts of energy right now with uh, sometimes unexplainable tasks and energies being diverted here and there. It's like, it's like a hugely congested highway, but without any real f flow to it. Uh, cars going in every direction, roads that just end suddenly, roads that all converge at uh, the, the same point at the same time. That's what it's kind of like. It's an it's a energetic mess. As you start getting really, 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 really clear, as you start shaving it down, like Todd was talking about with the book, uh, taking, uh, taking out the macchio, 
what is it that you're really putting out there? And don't, it's not about being hard on yourself or judging yourself. It's being aware of yourself. Because this few single words that you could boil it down to is exactly what every part of you is hearing. That's exactly what's kept spirit from not being present. That's what exactly what's detracted spirit or held spirit at a distance. Because part of you is conveying, I'm not ready, I'm not ready, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. That's like hypnosis. Every part of you then responds accordingly and starts to believe it. You end up with that very limited life, unfulfilling, and a life that you want to get beyond right now. There's, there's a message in all this. As you get into that clarity, what am I really transmitting? You can change it. You can change it, not through up here, but through here. Up here is kind of involved, but you change the feeling. Uh, here, here the, I w- wanted Andre to do this wordless breathing here, because you didn't need the words. And suddenly you were breathing with her, or she was breathing with you, with breath joined together. It's the same with understanding your clarity and what you're putting out there. For instance, you could be putting out the desire message to others, to the world around you, and to yourself. Once you recognize that, say, no, feel into that desire message. What does it feel like? Well, it feels kind of it feels needy and incomplete. It has a certain, I guess you would say, melancholic uh, feel to it, but it gets old after a while. Desire, and desire can have a bit of. Uh, I guess you would call it false romance or a sensual nature to it, but after a while it's very tedious. So what do you want to transmit? What, do you, what are you going to really feel? It can be fulfillment rather than desire. And if you feel into it, not think it, not write it on a piece of paper a thousand times, <laughs> not run around telling everybody about it, but you feel, what, what is fulfillment? What is Spirit being present in my life, what does that feel like? Then it starts happening. Then even your mind starts kind of getting into it, and the mind starts saying, this is pretty nice. And when the mind does that, the mind then starts integrating into the body of consciousness. And suddenly you're clear, and suddenly that's exactly what you start attracting. Everything that's fulfilled, everything that's complete, everything that's just here for the dance just here for the celebration, not here because it's incomplete and it has to somehow try to make amends, just here because it's spirit in the present. In my lifetime as Count St. Germain, it was said, and mostly true, <laughs> that I could write, compose a letter, write a letter in one hand, write a score of music, uh, a symphony or an opera in the other hand, have a conversation with two or three people, all while sleeping. So you were a female. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You didn't let me finish without complaining. You don't have a boo button. Uh, there's no boo on that button. Ooh. <laughs> all why, why, what I meant to say, all while absolutely enjoying the mo- every moment of my life. 
And it was partly true, mostly true. Here you are, very singular beings, sometimes maybe dual. You can uh, drive a car and talk on the cell phone, uh, which I, I, I'm amazed sometimes. But you, you can do one or two tasks. You can talk on the phone and, and cook dinner. You can uh, perhaps do a little typing on your computer while listening to music. Why? Why? Oh, because you've been programmed that way, and because your energy channels, your, the flow, your energy distribution in your body of consciousness has it set that way. That's wrong. There is no reason why you shouldn't be able to do many things at the same time. Now, there are certain physical limitations, but maybe not. So, dear Shambra, is the bringing all this together, or the point of our discussion today, is you are multi-talented, multi-dimensional beings, but you've held back. You're just doing one thing here, one thing there. You've bought into time and space, and it's time to blow all that apart. It's time to go beyond. It's time to realize that you can start doing multiple things. So, homework. I don't often do homework for Shambra, but homework. Try to do multiple things. Go home, uh, work with friends, work with a group. This is, doesn't have to be just a personal thing. How many things can you do at the same time? Tonight, can you carry on a conversation, eat your bratwurst, uh, uh, all while dancing, for instance? Now, the mind says, well, I am. Uh, the mind says, I, I, first of all, I shouldn't do that. Second of all, perhaps I can't do that. But absolutely, you can. We're, you want to be in this new energy. You want to be in sp – Spirit is present. Spirit doesn't have to do just one or two things at a time. It's going to be very awkward at first. Uh, try writing with both hands, or typing on one hand, writing on a, something totally different on another. It's going to be very odd at first. But sooner or later, you're going to get that aha moment that uh, Tobias talked about, and you're going to realize that the life has been very confined, been very limited, been very living in duality. It doesn't need to be that way anymore. Imagine how fun it would be to be doing all those things at once. Here's the, here's the secret. You can't think about it while you do it, otherwise it's not going to work. If you think about it, and if you try to say, I'm going to put half of my attention here and a quarter over here and another quarter there, it falls apart. It doesn't work. The mind is programmed, hypnotized into uh, doing a, a, just a few things at one time. The reality is right now you're doing a lot. You think you're just sitting here watching me, booing at me. Uh, <laughs> but actually, you're doing a lot. You, you, of course, you have your eyes uh, in awareness and you're sitting on the chair. Uh, parts of your body keep balancing your body. Uh, keep uh, you know, keeping you, you sitting erect in the chair. So there's all that activity. There's a lot of other activity going on. There's consciousness work. There's ex spiral expanding work going on right now. There is some releasing going on right now. Uh, there are uh, parts of you are investigating other potentials right now. Tomorrow's potentials you're investigating right now. You're just not aware of those things. So you are multitasking. If, when you play around with it a little bit, try typing and writing at the same time, or, or doing two, three, four different things, it's going to be awkward and you're going to probably cuss me out again. But suddenly you'll start to realize there is a lot going on and there's so much more you could be doing. 
You become much more efficient with your energies. You can free up those energies then for your really grand creations, or to just be happy, be being present with spirit on earth, just in total happiness. Realize you don't have to do anything. You don't. Uh, the, the the analogy is, you don't need to even have words for breathing. May help sometimes. Maybe get the train rolling, but then you can even let go of the words and let go of the thinking. So with that, dear friends, it is time for your celebration. Uh, my dear, you look adorable today. Yes, yes. And I would have to say the, the designer of uh, the great uh, lady would be so impressed with you, uh, Frederick Bartholdi, the architect of the Statue of Liberty, would be impressed and honored by your doing. So with that, dear friends, have a grand celebration, and remember that all is well in all of creation. And so it is. So it is.